guys, welcome to episode 163 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by the owner of Women's Wrestling Gifts, Nick, to bring you another special edition of a Wrestling Gal Focus, Dakota Kai edition. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, we are here for another edition of a Wrestling Gal Focus with one of my favorite superstars. But before we get started, I have to introduce my very special guest, one of Australia's own, Nick of Women's Wrestling Gifts. So how are you doing today, Nick? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Now, we are here to talk about all things Dakota Kai formerly known as Evie, coming up on the independent scene. So I'm really excited today because you have experienced you have experienced Dakota Kai prior to coming to WWE as Evie. Is that correct? Yes, I did for a few matches. I yeah. got to see her as Evie and the last like her last independent match I was there. Really? Like in person? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. So we'll talk about that in a bit. That's actually a really interesting piece of information. So before we get started and delve into everything Dakota Kai, Evie, and everything, Dakota Kai is obviously a native of Auckland, New Zealand, but she has also worked in Australia, the United States, Japan, and much, much more. So Nick knew Dakota, formerly known as Evie, prior to becoming Dakota Kai in WWE. So what were your actual first memories of Dakota as Evie, Nick? Well, I think she it was a match where she wrestled Avery, who would oh, go on to mm-hmm. wrestle in, like, stardom and stuff. Yeah. And then she went on to become MCW Women's Champion for a bit. This And this was, like, very early for Avery. And I remember Evie coming out, and I got a high five as she mm-hmm. came to the ring. And she was just great. She took on Avery and, like, two guys on her team and just, like, overcome, like, a three-on-one advantage Mm -hmm. in this match. It was a really fun match. That was my first memory of her. Yeah, Avery's another phenomenal talent, too, on the Australian scene and, like, all around the world. She's definitely been in Japan too much like Dakota. Um, Yeah. But as Evie, so you said that you were actually at her last match prior to signing with WWE. That's correct. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So what was the match and what was the atmosphere like? And did you actually know it like was her send off match? Yeah. So I'd only just started coming to shows. Mm -hmm. So it was all new to me. But I had heard that she was signed and she wrestled Kellyanne, who's Mm -hmm. obviously amazing. She's off to Ring of Honor soon. Yeah. And I remember... The big thing I remember, there was a moment where, like, Evie was had got knocked off the, like, top turnbuckle to the floor and the whole room goes silent and then she sprung up and was okay, but everyone, like, freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> and then a big emotional speech from her after the match and then Madison Eagles came out and oh called her God. a sook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what promotion was this at, her last match? 
Melbourne City Wrestling. Melbourne City Wrestling. So as Dakota Kai was giving kind of like her farewell speech, do you remember some of the words she was saying and like the emotion you felt and that she must have felt? Yeah, it was all very emotional. I remember she was joking about the fact that, you know, the fact that the Australian crowds got so behind her meant a lot considering she's from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Because I think we have a similar rivalry with New Zealand that like America and Canada have. Yeah. So she was joking about the fact that it meant a lot that Australians would actually cheer for a Kiwi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like you mentioned, Dakota is primarily from Auckland, New Zealand, as she's a former Impact Pro Wrestling three-time, actually, IPW New Zealand Women's Champion. She's also been in Melbourne City Wrestling. She's a former PWWA champion for Pro Wrestling Australia, which is kind of led by the Eagles family with Robbie Eagles and Madison Eagles, like you just mentioned, who are like royalty within the Australian wrestling scene. So that must have been cool to see Madison come in and kind of usher Dakota on her way out. And that's definitely like a nod of respect to have somebody like Madison Eagles, who is an absolute legend in the wrestling business, not only in Australia, but as a whole, I have so much respect for her. So I can just imagine that that moment like meant so much to Dakota slash Evie yeah. and the crowd being there. That's something super special that you got to be a part of for sure. It was the first time I got to see Madison. I was like very happy and excited when she came out. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, during her Evie days, I know obviously you said you kind of uh, became introduced to her in her latter Evie days. So you've gone back and watched a bunch. So what has been your favorite moment or match during Dakota's days known as Evie? Probably her last woman standing match with Kellyanne, also at Melbourne City Wrestling. This was probably, it was like one show before I started coming. Oh, really? So I narrowly missed out on being there live. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can imagine she has so many amazing matches to not only like, again, has she worked in Australia and New Zealand though, but she's also been here in the States. She's also been in Japan as an artist of stardom champion with Hiroyo Matsumoto and Kelly Skater. And she's also a former Shimmer tag team champion with Heidi Lovelace, who is now known as Ruby Wright. So kind of like a full circle Moment there with yeah. the two of them now being in WWE. I think, um, I think Ruby arrived a year later, actually, after Dakota about 2017, 20. Yeah. 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 I believe Ruby Riot was 2017. So actually, almost around the same time as Dakota, they kind of came over to WWE slash NXT together. Not necessarily like on the same path, obviously, but that's interesting. They yeah. came around the same time, too. Hopefully, one day they can reunite and do some stuff together in WWE after Ruby wins with Liv. Like we've got to see that. But after that, I'd like to see Ruby and Dakota. That would definitely be a huge callback to their independent days too, especially with holding the shimmer tag team championships, which that's crazy. You said that Dakota Kai was the first person to win a shimmer championship in any aspect and a WWE slash NXT championship, right? Yeah, she is. And it's insane that it's taken that long to yeah. get there. But I think it's just Shimmer would tend to keep titles on people for a long time. Mm-hmm. So there's not as many Shimmer title holders. But yeah, she was the first one to go on from Shimmer to win a title in WWE who'd won a title in Shimmer. That's absolutely insane. So, and 
one of only a few to have the sh- a sh- title in Shimmer and in Stardom as well. Really? That uh, that I did not know. Oh yeah. Wh- uh, what uh, has I don't know if has Zoe Lucas hold a, held the title in Stardom? I know she's. Don't, been... No, I don't think. Okay, I was. She gonna, was a champion yeah. in Rise. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's correct. That's correct. Before coming to WWE, have you actually gotten a chance to meet Dakota? And if so, what was your experience like? Sadly, I didn't because at that stage, I didn't know you could go out and meet wrestlers after a wrestling show on the independence. So I never met her and I still haven't, sadly. I want to. I've I've met her once, which we'll get that in we'll get into that in a bit. But so yeah, Evie comes over into the United States as a part of NXT, as a part of the 2017 May Young Classic, the first ever actually. And so she makes it to the quarterfinals where she defeated another person you are very familiar with, Rhea Ripley, in the second round. And I I personally think that that match was the one that hooked me onto both of them because I remember there was 32 women in this tournament, but there was a few that really stood out in my mind, especially with a lot of the names I had never heard of because I had never really explored talents like outside of the U S or Canada or even in it, or even in independent wrestling really at that time, like much outside of the mainstream people. But I remember being really captivated by Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai specifically like Dakota. First of all, I, I, miss her own theme song i really liked that but obviously it needed to change because now she's a heel but dakota kai like captain of team kick she had like this really infectious energy and rhea ripley did too so first of all what what was that match like for you specifically because rhea ripley is right from adelaide where you're at and dakota kai is somebody who is very familiar with the australian scene as you said they kind of have like this rivalry with new zealand and australia it was a pretty emotional thing to watch just to see two people for like Dakota Dakota's kind of from here, not really, but two yeah. people from our scene go on to WWE was a pretty special thing. And I remember being real. I did not like that. They changed the name to Dakota Kai and I was like, I'll never get used to that. I'm used mm-hmm. to it now. But at the time I was like, no, no, it's Evie and it'll always be Evie. <laughs> Yeah, I think especially now that I've ex- now that I've experienced some of the independent scene in, in those people getting signed to WWE, I'd still I'm not used to their new names yet. Like even like Priscilla Kelly is still Priscilla Kelly to me and not Gigi yeah. Dolan. So that's just like one example. Like it's cool, like kind of growing up and seeing their journey and like their official name change is like a huge pivotal point into their career path trajectory and is like a real sign that, Oh wow. They're on like a grand stage of WWE. Like they really made it. It's still, it's still a weird transition, but it's really cool to see them naturally evolve and all of that, especially into like Dakota's case. Yeah. We still call Bronson Reed Jonah rock here. Sometimes we'll yeah. mention oh, how Jonah's doing well. It's just something that gets stuck in your head when you've watched them with another name for years. Yeah. So at this time, Dakota Dakota Kai is now officially signed to WWE in 2017. She unfortunately lost in the third round of the Mae Young Classic, but she I think she made she made it pretty really, really far to the quarterfinals to the final eight competitors in that tournament. And so I think that was a really 
even though she didn't make it to the finals, I think that was really huge for her because, again, out of a group of 32 women, making it down to the final eight is something really, really special. And then from there, we kind of saw her on NXT television more regularly. So now that Dakota was signed to WWE, as an Australian for you, again, Dakota had worked a lot on the Aussie wrestling scene. What did it mean for you or how did it make you feel to see her stepping foot into WWE and NXT on, on that grander stage? I'm just really, really proud. Like just to watch someone who I'd seen live in a smaller setting mm-hmm. go on to be on NXT. It just gives you a nice warm feeling to see someone do well that you've watched when they were on the indies mm-hmm. especially someone you'd like rooted for on the indies to see that they've you know made a name for themselves and they're, like, they're doing it she's living the dream especially too she came up along with people other like aussie slash new zealand talent with like tony storm at the same time rhea ripley at the same time obviously yeah. the iconics and emma had already made it to wwe at that point but to see this like new wave of australian and new zealand talent like dakota kai rhea ripley tony storm it's kind of a new wave and a new generation of talent that are now like taking the world by storm and I guess pun intended. They were they were all in the first ever May Young Classic. Tony Storm obviously made it to the semifinals <laughs> before yeah. um, being defeated. I believe it wasn't Mercy. No, it wasn't. No, oh, Sh- Kyrie. Shana. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Sh- Shayna beat Mercedes. Kyrie beat Tony. That's right. It's been so, a while yeah. since I watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tony Storm was defeated by the eventual winner of that, uh, Kyrie Sane, and obviously Rhea Ripley she was did better defeated. in the next one. Yeah, she, yeah, she did a li- she did a little better winning the whole thing, and uh, <laughs> in that tournament, Rhea Ripley was obviously defeated by Dakota Kai. But to see these names for you, especially who have been so crucial to like Australian talent, must have been like really, really cool to see happen in front of you and it's really cool yeah. now that like i've i've seen some names who i've been supporting like make it to wwe as i got more invested into independent wrestling it's like it's like they're your family you're always rooting yeah. for them it makes it so much more special <laughs> like with like bronson and indy hartwell mm-hmm. like i've i i'd known them for years they'd been mm-hmm. around since i started going to shows yeah so See them seeing them on TV and NXT is even more special. They're champions now, and it's just there's this real special feeling of like we used to talk at shows all the time. Now, look at you, like it's amazing. In terms of character work, though, obviously transitioning from Evie to Dakota, do you think that there was a big difference, at least initially, prior to her heel turn and all that? Do you think that there was a difference between her Evie persona and character versus the Dakota we saw coming in as the the captain of Team Kick? She was like this bubbly baby face who the crowd could get super over, super striking in the ring. Do you did you see a big difference between uh, Evie and then the initial Dakota? We saw coming in well i think by the time evie left australia that's mm-hmm. who she was there okay. was there was a bit of a heel run before that where she was a bit different mm-hmm. and a different again from her heel run in nxt it was a different character but the, the evie we saw just before she left was basically what we were getting on tv okay at the and- start and and that's the Dakota that I fell in love with, like from the beginning, yeah. like one of the few notable standouts to me personally in that 
first May Young Classic. So obviously Dakota made it to the May Young Classic, then had a few appearances on NXT in 2017, but it really, I don't think was till the beginning of 2018 where we got to see her more regularly, where at the beginning of the year, she had this kind of mini feud with Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship as like this underdog, powerful babyface, which Unfortunately, she was kind of uh, dominated and overpowered by the NXT Women's yeah. Champion at the time, Shayna Baszler. I'm still waiting for her to get that win <gasps> over Shayna. I, I just want to see her beat Shayna. I know. I really thought that we were going to get a, like a like. I really would have loved for them to overcome the odds this year to win the women's tag team titles, like against Shayna and Nia, it would have been like a full circle moment, but I guess the timing just wasn't right. There's always that, there's always that story to go back to and that history between them. But during that time, I think Candice LeRae got involved and like made the save in that situation. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Candice. But yeah, this was basically during the Shayna Baszler era of WWE. So after that, Dakota kind of got lost in a kayfabe injury for a few months. But she kind of came back later that year as a competitor and crowning the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion, where she was defeated this time by Rhea Ripley, who became the eventual first ever NXT UK Women's Champion. Also in 2018, we saw her teaming with Io Shirai before, unfortunately, her late 2018 ACL injury. Now, that was devastating. It was. It was. It was absolutely devastating. I just remember... Like she had like so much momentum and like the crowd was behind her. And then unfortunately she suffered an ACL injury at the latter part of 2018. So do you remember what your emotions were feeling like during that time? Well, I think like building up that NXT UK women's championship tournament was a really insane special Mm -hmm. thing of like, just, I didn't know who I wanted to win. There was Tony, there was, Rhea, there was Dakota, there, there was, was a Island lot of emotions Dawn. in that. Yeah, there was yeah. Ginny, I believe, too. Um, yeah. Millie, Millie was in there, too, if I'm not Millie mistaken. was in there. Like, yeah. there was just so many deserving people in that. And I, so, and it was a funny feeling just going, when Rhea won, I was like, oh, my God, because it, it was <laughs> so, like, I think everyone thought it would be Tony. Yeah. And then yeah. it was Rhea, and she's shot off to superstardom ever since. Mm-hmm. And then with, Dakota's injury it was a real blow it was very upsetting she she's a special talent and you know you just want to see her do well and so seeing her get hurt was not fun no I do have to say though 2018 was actually I think really the year where I was like I, I I liked Dakota in 2017, but I was like, this is like one of my top girls, not only in NXT, but in WWE as a whole. So I actually got to see her for the first time at an NXT house show late that summer um, where there was two women's matches. The one was Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship, obviously, oh, wow. Shayna retained, but also it was Dakota Kai and Nikki Cross versus Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah at that time. And it was really super cool to see like Nikki Cross's insane character interact with Dakota. And they did the whole jean <laughs> jacket, like smashing it to the ring kind of thing yeah. and like dancing around with it. It was super, super cool. I feel like Dakota has a not only is a great singles competitor, but she's amazing in tag teams as well. Yeah, right? She is. She is. She's been in one of my favorite tag teams. I think like with her and Tegan. 
Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved them as a tag team. The fly kicks. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that year kind of went off and on um, because Tegan obviously got that was 2018. Yeah. Tegan obviously got re-injured. We saw a little bit of them at house shows pr- prior to Tegan injuring, uh, re not re-injuring, but injuring her other ACL. It w- It's very sad though, that both of them both tore their ACLs in the same yeah. year. But I mean, it's also kind of like it, I mean, they're, they're a tag team. So, I mean, at least it was at the same time. So they kind of were on the same trajectory to returning again if that makes sense. And Um, we got a lot of good backstage stuff of them, like on the YouTube channel with them and Candice, which I think really got to help get them over as a unit because we just got to see the very real bond between Mm -hmm. them and the friendship there. And that I think helped to get them over further for when they were ready to come back as a unit. Yeah. The fly kicks were something so special, um, which came obviously later we saw in 2019 but going back um that nxt house show was super super cool because like literally that was my first time i got to see her live obviously you got to see her as evie i hope sometime you get to see her as dakota in nxt um like to australia again you know to get vaccinated and get over to america (laughs) true or there's always that too but dakota like just just meeting her like it, she like she is so sweet like i feel like her coming in like as her initial baby face she really was that like amazing and bubbly and like humble person she's like one of the sweetest people i've ever met and super super humble and really just a sweetheart and i can understand why people adore her i mean that's why i adore her but to like finally meet her in person was something super special and i think like anyone seeing her on twitch knows how yeah. sweet a person she is in real life <laughs> yeah. when she's not being a meanie meanie on tv <laughs> that's that's for sure but now obviously moving moving forward late 2018 she obviously injured her acl i believe in a tag team match on nxt i know io shirai was in that matchup and she tore her acl and so she was out for the rest of the remainder of that december and then it wasn't really until june i believe um where she really started teasing her return in the summer and then eventually she returned in the fall to NXT tag team competition with the fly kicks. But during this time, do, like, how did you feel as she started kind of teasing her return last summer? Cause I remember I was like, Oh girl, like when are, when are you going to be here? Cause she started teasing it, I believe may or June. And it wasn't really till September, I believe till she returned. So how were you anticipating her return last year? Or this was a 2019, 2019, sorry, 2019. Yeah. Oh my god, it's it's I'm, it's, I'm like uh right now. It's been a I long was year, guys. Very <laughs> like hopeful and excited because I just wanted to see her back. Mm-hmm. And I remember that first night where she showed back up on NXT mm-hmm. and she came out and was nearly in tears. I was nearly in <gasps> tears because I was just mm-hmm. so happy that she was back. Mm-hmm. And just the the look on her face, just how could you not feel emotional watching her return? just how much it meant to her yeah and i believe she came out with that amazing white gear which she really hadn't done before so she was in in a new element in a new element and kind of like resurging her character kind of like re rebirthing her character it was really cool and i and we did see that stint with the fly kicks where they challenged for the time against the uh ww women's tag team champions um i believe it was was it Kyrie not yeah, wasn't it Kyrie was and Asuka? Yeah, yeah, that was a super huge opportunity for them. 
I absolutely loved that match. Just getting to see like fly kicks versus Kabuki Warriors. What mm-hmm. a dream. And they absolutely delivered and smashed it. It was super cool, too, because, again, when they introduced the Women's Tag Team Championships, they said that it wasn't just going to be Raw and SmackDown, that the Women's Tag Team Championships would travel from brand to brand. And I believe that was really the the first time where they had traveled to NXT, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so, too. And it was a funny one of that that was said, and I don't think it's ever really fully been a thing. But mm-hmm. this was one of the rare opportunities where we did get to see it, and it was great. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but you know, Sadly, still, no, I yeah. would love that. They did <laughs> still have that cool moment. Like, even I love the iconic photo with the uh, Tegan, Dakota, and Candace where they're doing the DX poses. That is still one yeah. of my favorite photos of all I love time. It. That was a great time prior to Dakota turning heel. Um, that yeah. was that was a great moment. That often ends up as my cover photo on Twitter. Oh, sometimes I love that. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Now, obviously, they did not defeat and become the new uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions at the time. But this kind of led up to a little kind of tension leading into uh, War Games and that whole Survivor Series pay per view. Um, NXT even invaded SmackDown, where I was actually at that night after Super oh, Showdown wow. 2019, where SmackDown roster got stuck in Saudi Arabia and NXT invaded. So I got to see Dakota. She she really wasn't in a match or anything because I think she had just come back and they wanted to protect her. But yeah. she was on at the end with the whole NXT um, crowd and roster going into the ring. So that was super cool to see her again. And I'm like, oh, Dakota's back. Was that the night where Rhea beat Charlotte and Sasha or was that another night? No. So I, mine was Rhea and Tegan versus Mandy and Sonya. It was actually their uh, okay. literal very first time um, on, on WWE main roster. Um, that was a few weeks later, but this was really the start of the NXT invasion going into Survivor Series that year. That was such an amazing time. <sighs> I wish NXT could be in Survivor Series every year. It's probably know. the most fun Survivor Series has been in years, seeing all of them in there as well completely agreed like nxt really stole the show obviously we saw sheena baszler defeating becky lynch and bailey uh keith lee had a strong showing even though um smackdown ultimately it took that win with roman reigns but like even keith lee had an amazing night with all of that and then like adam cole turned out victorious it was super yeah the, Rhea Ripley, that was that, that was, was the peak of her rise at the, that time. Mm-hmm. I reckon when she got that win at Survivor Series. Yeah, that that was a great moment. Obviously, with the help of Candice and EO, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, like that was oh, I miss Survivor Series so much. And I wish Dakota have had gotten to be part of that. But really, without Survivor Series, though, I don't think we would have got if she wasn't a part of Survivor Series. I'm glad that she was a part of War Games. Where, what an incredible match, too. <laughs> where Mia Yim got injured, in air quotes, just prior um, to be a part of Team Ripley at the time. So Dakota Kai then stepped in, and ultimately it was down to Dakota and Tegan left in their cages, getting ready to go into the matchup. Dakota steps out and then goes back and attacks her former tag team partner, Tegan Knox. Yeah. I was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I just loved fly kicks so much. Uh-huh. 
and I'd kind of, you know, I'd seen that it was probably going to happen. Yeah. Like I could see like they were building or oh, someone's attacked Mia. It's probably Dakota. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't want her to turn on Tegan. I just don't want this to happen. Mm-hmm. I wanted it, them to be a tag team forever. <laughs> People, I remember though, Twitter, like even I was saying like, People were speculating and were like, took Dakota Kai after they saw that Mia Yim got injured and Dakota looked like really distraught and was kind of just standing in the background as they were ushering Mia into the ambulance. I believe everyone was like, the writing's on the wall, Dakota's gonna step in. And then probably, I think everybody was just hoping and praying for it. Sometimes, you know, you have hopes with with wrestling and then it just doesn't come into fruition. But this was one of the times where I was like, they have to capitalize on this. Like, Dakota has been like outcast by Rhea Ripley's like saying she wasn't good enough for the team or she was a liability yada yada and so Dakota finally made like a the first like fierce move she in WWE because prior to that she'd been like this lovable baby face so she was really coming into her own and giving us something new and different that we hadn't seen before yeah. and this was the beginning of her iconic heel run and I still to that point I was like I can't imagine Dakota Kai as a heel like I I just really couldn't then again I couldn't really um like (laughs) envision Rhea Ripley as a baby face because she came in (laughs) as a heel but then she had an amazing run against Shayna Baszler and so I I was like is Dakota really gonna turn on Tegan and so yeah yeah, unfortunately we wasn't ready for it yeah they did have an amazing (laughs) feud like the feud between Dakota and Tegan Mm -hmm. was absolutely fantastic and everything she's done as a heel has been amazing I know I just wasn't ready for it at the time because I wanted to see them have a really good run as fly kicks yeah it was really the first time in a while we had seen like a real betrayal amongst like women's tag teams and and and, and again had a true bond as well yeah that had like a true bond that you could see and so i i was heartbroken too but i think it (laughs) they also had great matches against each other in late 2019 and early 2020 and really i perhaps that moment was what sealed the deal for dakota becoming nxt future star of the year for the 2019 nxt awards so yeah. that that move really, I perhaps maybe because she was out most of that year with, with the first half of the year with injury and then really came in and really made uh dominated and, and really made an impact on NXT. And that move, I think, probably sealed her deal for becoming NXT future star of the year that year. That was so. a pretty special thing as well. I was very proud to see her win that. I was so thrilled and her coming in and accepting and still keeping on that heel, you know, heel dynamic. Yeah. It's cool. Man. It was great. I did love that look she had with the <laughs> King Coda shirt at yeah. that time. Yeah. That was a great time. And really going into 2020, like you said, like the whole King Coda and Captain Coda was really born, I believe, in early 2020, where she fully embodied her new heel run, obviously having great matches against like Tegan Knox and I believe Rhea Ripley at one point. So before this new alliance with Raquel Gonzalez, formerly known as Reina, I, I still in my mind sometimes slip and say Reina, but yeah. I think I've got finally gotten used to Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fair 
Yeah, so it was really, we saw this alliance with with Raquel really emerge in Dakota's NXT championship opportunity against Rhea Ripley early in 2020. So what were your first thoughts when Rhea Ripley's former tag team partner, Raquel Gonzalez, formerly known as Reyna, comes in and is now aiding Dakota Kai? I was shocked. Yeah. But I was happy because Dakota got the win, and that's the most important thing. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> it's like, whatever it takes for Dakota to win, I'm happy. <laughs> that is true. I remember that matchup being really, really intense. And I was like, oh, so Dakota's going to have like a partner now. Initially coming in, Raquel was more so of like a bodyguard type role. And obviously we have evolved past that now. But oh, it was cool to see Dakota in like a new heel element in a team. And so I really think it strengthened her. What do you think? I think it was really good because, like, I think Raquel did need a bit of help to get where she is now because yeah. she was quite new at the time. And I think Dakota was the really perfect person mm-hmm. to sort of mentor her to that. Mm-hmm. And I think it did help Dakota finding herself as a heel as well. So I think it really worked for everyone's benefit of the fact that they did a lot to help each other through, mm-hmm. you know, an adjustment period. Definitely, too. I think Dakota got a little bit overshadowed, unfortunately, last year prior to like war games and stuff. But I do think with NXT, at least they kept their women like they had women every single week. I think Dakota got a little bit lost in the shuffle a bit last year, unfortunately. But her and Raquel were constants. And whenever they had an opportunity, they showed up and they showed out last year. That war games performance from right. those star making like i think that she because she didn't actually get to be in the match last time she was like right i'm gonna take two war games matches worth (laughs) of bumps and she just got destroyed the entire Mm -hmm. match and like and it's a funny thing in wrestling where you're like she's doing a very good job of getting beaten up (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's true sometimes you have to make other people look good and to be fair she's very good at making other people look good Dakota Kai is technically 2-0 and now with Candice LeRae in yep. women's war games matches, which... I'll always claim that. <laughs> she is, Dakota is undefeated in war games. She, she didn't step into war games the first time. She still won. Yeah, right? Her impact. <laughs> yeah, good on her. And it was super cool to see because obviously the, on 2020's edition of war games, she was on Team LeRae where the year before she had betrayed team Rhea Ripley which Candice LeRae was on and Candice LeRae obviously has made a heel turn as well since then so it was super kind of cool that the two of them were on the babyface team the year before and now yeah. they're coming in on the heel team and both finding victory so not they're now 2-0 and in war games Candice is another one where I never <laughs> thought I'd she'd be a heel but right? Candice is doing amazing as a heel but like because she was just a career babyface yeah how can you not root for Candice LeRae? She's the best, but she's just delivering as a heel as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to root for them regardless, but oh, same. It, it, it's super fun because it's the people that at least I thought never would be heels like Dakota Kai and Io Shirai because, and like the Candice LeRae because they had just such great and high energy and like personas that the crowd really loved and got really invested in but they've really come into their own since all of their heel turns and obviously now Io Shirai is baby face again but the crowd was literally still behind Io Shirai like even when she turned heel I think because she was such a badass like, yeah 
she got even cooler <laughs> when she turned heel. Mm-hmm. Like and- my favorite like EO moment was when someone like said something <laughs> awful to her from the yeah. crowd and she's just like she just turned around and told them off and then did the yeah. splits. And you're like, this is the coolest person to ever exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's not many people in wrestling, I think, that can turn heel and the people still like respect and still garner some support from. I think yeah. like Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae are all amazing athletes and we're amazing baby faces. But to see them in new stuff and new <sighs> elements and new character dy- dynamics in like their heel slash bad guy runs has been something really special to see unfold before our eyes. And it's really fun because, and I think they've got time where we can still get those great baby face runs out of them. Yeah, in the future. for sure. Yeah. But obviously we 2020 ended with Dakota Kai winning on team LaRae at war games where, where Raquel obviously pinned the NXT women's champion at the time, Io Shirai. And so 2021 begins and on NXT, it's announced that we're getting a women's Dusty Rhodes Clash- Classic Cup, which means that the winners at that time would get an opportunity at the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. We saw eight teams in this tournament slash cup. And in the finals, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez ultimately ended up defeating Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart to earn an opportunity against the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions at the time, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So what was your thoughts when they ended up winning the whole cup? It was pretty emotional. Mm -hmm. That whole time was a bit of an emotional roller coaster. (laughs) Like, Dakota's won. But she's lost. But she gets the title. Yeah. But she's lost them. And it was just this (laughs) whiplash of, yay, no, yay, no. Yeah. There's there's certain people in wrestling where you want the best for them. And once they get something and then it's like immediately snatched away from them or it doesn't last long. And it's like, why are we getting our hopes up? (laughs) Yeah. I was. I remember I put up this big emotional post about the fact that she'd gotten that tag title and someone replied, like, I posted it. And, like, within seconds, someone replied, she's lost the title, Nick. And I'm like, no, no, no she, she just won the title. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. But obviously, before they introduced the NXT Women's Championships, uh, Dakota and Raquel faced the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions at the time, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, where unfortunately they fell short in a kind of controversial ending, which they still should have gotten a rematch. Like, like I, I don't understand. <laughs> okay, we're really gonna get into it now. Obviously, the girl that, wasn't legal. Yeah, it, she it, wasn't it, legal. She she gets pinned when she wasn't even the legal participant in the matchup. So, with WWE's logic, instead of just having an official rematch, you know, just they here just, have some titles. Yeah. Like which the titles that they introduced in response to that faulty finish, they should have just had be the winning prize in the end of the tournament to begin with. Because- yeah, it was this really weird thing. You could have they could have just won the titles in the tournament, but we got this match with Shayna where, you know, yet again we can't see Dakota beat Shayna yet. No, <laughs> I, I will say though, at least there was that history moment with um. 
Dakota and Shayna, where we were all, I think we were all rooting for Dakota to finally overcome Shayna. Yeah. And it, it still didn't even happen. We'll get it one day. We'll we better day. we better get a call back to that. So for people who don't know what we're talking about. So in this matchup, it was Shayna and Nia defending their WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Classic Classic Cup, which ended up being Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And in this matchup, Dakota Kai was not the legal man. She did she get pinned by Shayna or was it Nia? I think choked out. But like not tapped. She like put her to sleep from memory. Okay. So in this matchup, Dakota Kai was not even the legal participant. And Shayna had choked her out. And the ref called the match that Dakota was unable to continue. When Dakota wasn't even the legal participant in the matchup. So So technically Dakota and Raquel lost the matchup and Shayna and Nia retained. And so Twitter and everything, rightfully so, we were like, uh, justice for Dakota and Raquel. And so instead of launching a proper rematch the next week or a few weeks later, instead of just having a rematch for them, NXT introduces the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, which they should have done in the beginning like they should have awarded Dakota and Raquel them in the beginning for winning and then the they whole could tournament. Have had like a one month reign instead right? of like an hour. It, they could have had right. a credible reign to start it all out, which would have been nice. But you know, it went this way. At least we got to see them with the belts. That's the main thing. Yeah, and the, the, I still have those photos, and it was literally so they were awarded them at the so beginning. Happy. Yeah, I know they were awarded them at the beginning of NXT that day. And then they immediately defended them against Ember and Shotzi, and Ember and Shotzi won. So we had a one-hour. I was Me too. <laughs> uh, nothing makes sense sometimes. I swear. Oh, just, I was just so happy for Dakota, <laughs> and then it was over, and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah they're like yep welp then again though at the end of the day they are the first ever the inaugural yeah. champions that can't um, get taken away from her yeah that and can't she's get the taken first ever women's dusty cup winner that's pretty great yeah i sometimes i think uh, nothing makes sense sometimes i that's really all there is wrestling never makes sense nope. and that's just the way it is <laughs> But that night was like a whirlwind of emotions. They're like, yeah, we're introducing the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Here you go, Dakota and Raquel. Oh, guess what? You also have to defend them in an hour, less than an hour. Oh, you lost? Oh, you're not the champs anymore. And I think they just really wanted to rush to Raquel being champion. Yeah. And it was all about rushing to that. I do hope we get to see some great stings for Dakota, though, still. Yeah, Dakota's kind of been stuck in Raquel's shadow as of late a little bit, especially when like defending her against like people like Mercedes Martinez and like Io Shirai and all of that. We want her to branch out. I yeah. I mean, I love don't get me wrong, like I love the tag team dynamic, but I feel like now it's just kind of Dakota's kind of stuck in the shadow of Raquel now. Yeah. Now, in the beginning Dakota was kind of like helping out Raquel and now it, the roles have kind of reversed where now Dakota's kind of in Raquel's shadow. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I but I think the funny thing is while I think on TV it comes across that way, I think if you look at social media 
it's very clear who everyone loves and it's oh, Dakota. Oh, like, no, she's no, in the shadow, yeah, but yeah. it's all about Dakota when you look online. Oh, no doubt about that. I think Dakota has well earned the respect that she deserves in WWE. Just at least from like a corporate standpoint, whatever, obviously Raquel is the, the champion and Dakota. Well, I mean, we're all just ruining there for Dakota stuff <laughs> brewing there. Like yeah. Raquel yeah. showed respect to Mercedes Martinez and yeah. Dakota was not happy about it. But yeah. it's like, of course, yeah. you show respect to Mercedes Martinez. She's a god. Oh, my God, but... right. I th- One of the best of all time. So I and think she's so nice when you meet her as well. Oh, I have not met her yet. I, I really, was so really intimidated. Want to. Oh, really? I was so intimidated. And she's like, hi, sweetie. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I love Mercedes Martinez. I really want to meet her one day. Oh, that'd be great. You've got to. Oh fingers crossed but um speaking on dakota obviously we can both agree that we want dakota to kind of branch out and whether that means have like i mean i guess that has to mean an ultimate another betrayal i guess within her tag team right that's yeah. really the only way she can step out of that perceived shadow right yeah and i feel like my dream a bit is i think tegan's gearing up for a return Ooh. so if there's a way we can somehow get to her being back with Tegan and let Raquel do her thing. And then like, maybe they can get those tag titles back and finally get a fly kicks run. That'd probably be my dream of what could happen. Yeah. I think if they want to protect the image and kind of the dominance of Raquel, they kind of have to have somebody else helping out Dakota. So then at least it doesn't look like it's just Dakota defeating this powerhouse Raquel it can be kind of seen as oh you needed two people to take me out from Raquel's standpoint if that makes sense and I feel like I would like to see Raquel be the one to go in the heel direction because I feel like when when you look at the fans I feel like Dakota is the one people want to root for out of the two yeah and and technically yeah yeah so technically they're still heels right now but I think if Dakota is going to make a resurgence and kind of branch out of this tag team slash shadow dynamic i think she has to branch out as a baby face again and maybe with the help of tegan or or somebody maybe eo that'd be an interesting thing if you all of a sudden dakota's teaming with eo i love them i would not be mad at that and maybe um help eo regain the nxt women's championship and then dakota can be like wink wink nudge nudge you you owe me an opportunity and then again we're, we're maybe just fantasy booking stuff <laughs> well, well just i want to see dakota win titles basically any title just dakota should win them oh i agree <laughs> i really if dakota does not have at least one nxt women's championship before she gets called up to the main roster i'm gonna be a little upset yeah same. I just want to see that. I feel like if she can do that as a baby face with mm-hmm. crowds, I think it will get a really big reaction. I think so too. I think she is really like, it, we say simping, but I think she is really one of the most simped after like <laughs> wrestlers and all, like all of today, just generally. Like, yeah, we just all love Simkota. She's so lovable in and outside of the ring, like with her gaming stuff and all of that. So after that (laughs) Busset challenge or whatever it's called, where everyone's all excited, then it cuts to Malcolm Bivens. We're going to watch Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mysteries. Oh, my God. (laughs) So funny. 
Oh my God. See that's exactly like, I really think Dakota really is, has a strong presence like online and really carries herself yeah. that well, so well. And like, is so likable inside outside of the ring that I think it generates into the in ring stuff because people respect her outside of the ring too. And she does amazing work sure. in the ring too, but I think it just translate me translates maybe from outside too. Does that make sense? And I think yeah. the, all the gaming stuff, with like Bree start and up, up, down, down, and Charlie Girl mm-hmm. is a really big part of why people mm-hmm. are so behind her. Yeah. Because through 2020, we got Heel Dakota on TV, but we got to see that baby face, Charlie, yeah. on her gaming channel. And so we really got to see the real person that we could get behind and root for. Even when she was a full heel on TV doing these nasty things, <laughs> everyone just goes, no, there's the, that's, you know, we like her, that it's the old Dakota. back on twitch we we really like her and want to root for her and i feel like if you know it might be that without all that twitch stuff she's Mm -hmm. doing or youtube now you know i'm not sure i feel like she'd probably be getting more heat but everyone just loves her because she's such a sweetheart i really i must say i really love the brie stuff like honestly if it was not for like gaming and like outside wrestling stuff i really don't know if i would have really kind of what's the wording i really i really don't think i would have been so open-minded about Shayna baszler because like seeing people outside of their element you get to see a different side of them and so like the gaming community also was a gateway for me to see wrestlers outside outside the wrestling world and peeps seeing people like who dakota is greatly involved with with people like Shayna baszler i was like oh Shayna's actually kind of cool and so that was a really funny thing (laughs) of like i remember i could you know full heel and like i hated Shayna as i should she was a heel Mm -hmm. and she was Mm -hmm. an amazing heel and made me hate her Mm -hmm. and then i'm seeing it on like dakota's (laughs) twitch streams and she is hilarious right and i'm like I love her when she'll come in and like jump scare her or just even when they're just playing games together mm-hmm. and she goes on a weird funny rant. Like, like I want to see a baby face Shana run where we get to see all that personality. I especially too on stuff like Raw Talk where she's out of her element with people like our truth. Uh, Even though she's still in character, she's kind of she kind of pulls it back a little bit and kind of have you can see her having fun. So just like you, I was like, oh my gosh, I like I can't I can't stand full disclosure. Like I was like, I can't stand. Then again, Shayna Baszler was doing her job. I could not stand the, the character. Yeah. In NXT, I mean it but, in the be- when I say yeah. I hated her, I mean it in the best way. <laughs> yeah. She she was doing her job for sure, but I've kind of she's kind of grown on me a little bit. I I like I can't lie. Full full she's disclosure. So funny. I I love the Brie stuff with Mia and Dakota and Jessamine and Shayna. I think it's something I love really, the group. And I was never really one into gaming, but like like even even if it wasn't gaming, I would again I would just love seeing them as a group doing whatever. I think it's such a nice little group of friends i love it oh yeah so to wrap things up nick what are our hopes for dakota's future inside and outside of the ring i guess just more opportunities to Mm -hmm. see her do well i think like you know we hope to see a branch out from raquel a bit soon hopefully and you know maybe beat her for the title or 
go do something else. But I think just whatever she's doing, I just want to see her doing well and achieving things. That's really all we want for little Dakota is just to see her do well and see her thriving. <laughs> like that's really yeah, all we want. Just, but yeah, a championship and streaming be, again. Yeah, and she just came back, which was nice. Oh, she did. Yeah, that that is right. Which under a uh, Charlie girl, but yeah, a championship would be really really nice, man. She's like been the- holding it, and it looks good on her. Right, I know, like the unofficial champion. <laughs> Out the people's champion. <laughs> uh, see exactly she's the people's champion that that is very true i think we have to have a dakota like another championship whether it's a tag team championship because we know wwe likes to have a double champions really throughout the last yeah. couple of years i mean i won't be mad at it as long as it's not another hour long reign like, i feel like give us a month she hadn't yeah. I feel like if she hadn't have gotten hurt during Shayna's run, yeah. things could have gone a little differently. She could have been the one to beat Shayna, but I guess we'll never know because they seem to be building that up. Maybe. I think eventually they have to return to Shayna. And obviously I don't think that'll happen until Dakota gets called up, which yeah. I can see being in the next year, honestly, yeah. year I've, or two. Dakota beating Shayna is definitely something I want to see in the mm-hmm. future finally getting that win maybe for like the raw women's championship or something oh i mean rhea ripley's done it why can't dakota yeah. kai you yeah, know like, dakota kai winning all the things is what we want pretty much i think though <laughs> to get there though they obviously have to split her off from raquel and yeah. however they book that um i mean it'll be I, interesting to watch yeah exactly I'll anything dakota got Anything Dakota Kai does is gold, pretty much. She's the people's exactly. champion, but we want her to be another official WWE champion in some regard. Yeah. Oh. Rack up those title wins and win all the gold. <laughs> That's what we want for Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Nick. It's been really fun, especially as somebody who is kind of well-versed in everything Dakota Kai and you knew her work before coming in as Dakota Kai when she was Evie as somebody like me who really didn't become introduced to her until the May Young Classic I really really appreciate your input and your insight as somebody who's kind of from her I would say her secondary homeland I guess yeah. would be her second home <laughs> although maybe it's the U.S. now but I would think Australia is kind of we'll her claim home. her Australians yeah. Mm-hmm. Australians love to claim Kiwis <laughs> who have achieved anything. Okay. And we'll claim her. Like she can be Australian. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we claim Dakota Kai here in the US, but Evie is claimed by Australia and New Zealand and the United States as well. And and Japan, obviously. But yeah. Nick, I really, really appreciate your input you. in all of that. Where can people find you on your social medias as your lovely gift of women's wrestling? Yeah, so my GIF account on Twitter is at Women's Rest Gifts. So, and my personal account is at Dakota's Storm. Now, which GIF is one that you're most proud of? Just very quickly. Well, I think there's one that's pinned to my GIF account at the okay. moment where, mm-hmm. uh, I, like, Rhea was doing her entrance mm-hmm. and I spotted in the background that as Rhea did her pose, you could see Dakota in the background <laughs> mockingly doing the pose too. <laughs> and I don't think anyone else had actually caught it. Like, because uh, looking mm-hmm. at Twitter, I hadn't seen anyone talking yeah. about it. And I posted that because I found it very funny. 
Well, people definitely need to go check out you on women's rest gifts. Is that correct? Again? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nick makes amazing content and is huge for women's wrestling as again, women's wrestling matters. So Nick, again, thank you so much for joining me today on a wrestling gal focus Dakota Kai edition. Thank you for having me. And shout out massive respect to our girl, Dakota Kai. We want some justice for Dakota Kai. We want the people's champion to become an actual champion in the record books. Please, WWE, make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) All the gold for Dakota. All right. Thank you so much again, Nick. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you.